Hello, Hawks fans, and welcome to another episode of the Kettlecast with your host, Forrest Willoughby. On this episode of the cast, we talk about Trey Young's really busy weekend as he heads up to Chicago to be part of three events as part of the NBA All-Star Weekend. Without further ado, let's get into it. Trey Young goes up to Chicago to be part of All-Star Weekend that starts tonight, Friday night, and starts with the Rising Stars game, then has all of the skill challenges, three-point contest, and slam dunk contest tomorrow on Saturday, and finally finishes up with the actual All-Star game on Sunday night. The Hawks have one representative this year, and it is Trey Young who's participating on all three nights. He's taking part in the Rising Stars Challenge. He's going to be part of the three-point shooting contest on Saturday. And then finally, he's starting for the Eastern Conference. or started. He's an Eastern Conference starter, but starting on Team Giannis for the actual All-Star game. We're going to just go through all three of those events and talk about sort of some of the things that are going on and what to look forward to. The Rising Star event is a event that showcases players who are in their like first couple years in the league. It doesn't have an age limit on it. So one of the players for Team US, I mean for Team World is Niccolo Melli, who's actually 29 years old, um, but allows teams to show off some of their young stars. And both Trey Young and Luka Doncic, despite being in the big all-star game, are taking part in that game. It's kind of a fun game that's not nearly as serious as even as the all-star has been in the past and is usually devolved into some one-on-one games between two young players. Um, Zion Williamson is taking part this year, and it should be just kind of like a little thing to just get the weekend started. Again, not super serious, but it is another way that Trey can get some time in with some of these young up-and-coming stars. Some of the players that are on the USA team include Devontae Graham from the Hornets, um, Miles Bridges from the Hornets as well, John Morant, Colin Sexton, P.J. Washington, um, Jaron Jackson Jr. Team USA's roster is really weird and it's frankly a little frustrating that uh, Cam Reddish or DeAndre Hunter didn't get involved in the team or even like a Kevin Herter. Um, just because, you know, there's not really a ton of... It's not really clear what the status is to get into this team, but I guess the NBA thought with Trey Young already being part of the team, they could allow some of these teams that didn't get actual all-star players to be on the team. Players like Kendrick Nunn, Eric Pascal also were on it. The world roster is a little more interesting. Um, They have... R.J. Barrett from Canada, Brandon Clark, again, Luka Doncic, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Ruri Hichamara, Niccolo Mele, Svi Mikaluk, Josh Okogi, and Maurice Wagner. Um, and so this is like a list of players that, again, aren't the big stars, but are young guys that the NBA predicts will be stars in the future. And uh, it's going to be, again, not the most intense game I will say that like with Colin Sexton as describing the Cleveland game between the Hawks he's going to take it super seriously and be intense but for a lot of this I think this will be a lot of alley-oops and big plays John Collins played in this with Trey Young last year and that produced a highlight dunk so if we get a couple highlights from the Rising Stars game that would be all you can ask for it's going to be on TNT 
at 9 p.m. And again, that just sort of gets the All-Star Weekend started. The Saturday events start at 10.30 a.m. And they allow you to watch some of the practice practices for the All-Stars and give some media availability. But the big thing is at 8 p.m. on TNT, the State Farm All-Star Saturday Night that includes the Skills Challenge, Three-Point Contest, and Slam Dunk. Trey Young's in the three-point contest and is a pretty stacked field this year. There are eight guys in it. Davis Bertans from Washington. He's shooting 42% on eight and a half attempts a game, and he's 41% from three in his career. Devin Booker, the sharpshooter from Phoenix. He's shooting 36% this year on five and a half attempts a game um, for 35% from his career. Devontae Graham shooting 37% on nine and a half attempts a game. Second-year player shooting 36% in his career. Joe Harris, the defending champion from the Brooklyn Nets, is shooting 41% on six attempts a game this year, 42% for his career. Buddy Heald from the Kings, 38.5% on 10 attempts a game, 41% for his career. Zach Levine, 38.5%. It'd be awesome to see he's already won a dunk contest, so if he could win a three-point contest of as well, that'd be pretty amazing. But his 38.5% is on eight attempts a game. Duncan Robinson, the second-year player from Miami, is shooting 44% from three this year on eight attempts a game, 43% for his career. And then Trey Young is shooting 37% this year on nine and a half attempts. Um, and from his, for his two-year career, he's shooting 34.5% from three-point range. This three-point contest could go a bunch of different directions. I think any of these players really can get hot. Uh, Davis Bertans is really interesting. He's a bigger guy. doesn't have to jump as much in his shot. And I could see him. I don't know if he can get all the way around to get all the shots up. Again, you only have 60 seconds to get 25 shots up. Joe Harris is the defending champion, has won this. Talked about how he practiced a little bit beforehand. And getting into this contest, I think you have to take some shots off of getting it off of the rack and practicing that before you go into this event just to get a rhythm. An interesting part about this as well is just if you make it through the first round, getting into the second round and like how long of a break you have between your shots is huge as well. So Joe Harris is right there. And then Trey Young, I think, can win this thing, of course. They're adding some longer shots this time that have different point values, so I don't know how that'll change up uh, who's expected to win it certainly helps players like Trey Young and Zach Levine having deeper shots because they just take deep shots more naturally um, or just organically in games whereas Joe Harris Duncan Robinson these guys are pretty much at the three-point line that's their job and they get there and they do it extremely effectively so three-point contest I think in my mind has taken a little bit from the dunk contest recently and it might just be because be because it's been more competitive and uh, just more kind of you know what you're going to get. People are taking shots. Whoever makes the most wins where in the dunk contest, these guys have been trying amazing dunks, but they not, might not make it their first attempt. They might not even make it their second attempt. The scoring's kind of, you know, totally subjective. It, it doesn't seem as straightforward. And with threes becoming more prevalent in the league, it'll be interesting to see if the three-point contest continues to be one of the premier events at the All-Star uh, all-star game all-star weekend in chicago so finally on sunday is the big all-star game this is the 69th nba all-star game it's at 8 p.m on tnt and trey young's going to be starting 
Trey's the first starter from the Hawks in an all-star game since 1998 when Dikembe Mutombo did it. When Dikembe Mutombo was in it, the East won. It was Kobe Bryant's first all-star game. He was a rookie. He wasn't even starting for the Lakers, and he started on the all-star team, which is pretty crazy and just shows you the amount of support and popularity he had even in his first season. But uh, it was interesting looking back at the box score for that 1998 uh, all-star game because they really focus on trying to get all the players a lot of playing time. Um, I think the lowest amount of minutes was 15 minutes, and nobody had more than 25 minutes or so. And so it was really balanced. Michael Jordan ended up taking the MVP for that All-Star game. And so having Luka and Trey both be in their first All-Star games and starting for their respective sides is pretty exciting. I would expect Trey to really compete and try to put on a show. I know that uh, he's trying to represent Atlanta all by himself up there, and so he's going to want to prove that he didn't just get to be an all-star by the vote of the people, but also that he he deserved it as a player. So it's going to be a fun game to watch. Now this season, they have changed the rules for the all-star game. Each quarter is going to be its own self-contained little game where one of the teams going to win and one of the teams going to lose, and whichever team won is going to donate $100,000 to their charity that they've picked in the Chicago area. So for the first three quarters, each quarter is its own kind of mini game. And then for the fourth quarter, they're going to take the team, they're going to combine all the scores of all the three quarters, and the team that's leading, they're going to add 24 points. So that's in in recognition of or in memorial of Kobe Bryant. They're going to add 24 points, and the first team to get to that score, the team that's leading plus 24 points, wins the all-star game so when they first introduced it it sounded really complicated they were talking about like you know many games and then this like elam ending that they haven't really talked about that's only been talked about in or that's only been used in the basketball tournament which is a yearly tournament put on by espn where the last quarter isn't timed but rather there's a point total that each team is now shooting for but when it was explained, it's just each quarter, it's its own self-contained little game. There's con- And then at the end, they're going to be shooting for this point total. It does sound like it could work. I think one of the things that's been lacking in the All-Star game, no one has doubted the intensity gets ratcheted up in the fourth quarter, and that's when all these stars suddenly play defense and try to compete. But lately, the game hasn't even been really competitive until then, so even when the players turn it up, it's kind of, already decided there's already a 20-point lead or alley-oops have been thrown so many times. I mean, I can remember the All-Star game in New Orleans when all of the players on Anthony Davis's team were just trying to get him to break the scoring record because it was in New Orleans. Um, so I think having each little quarter be its own competitive thing will produce a more competitive uh, All-Star game overall. This should be a very awesome show-out weekend for Trey Young. He's already been super busy. I know he has events for Adidas, as Larry talked about in a different, in an earlier episode of the podcast. And I've seen on Twitter he has um, already has like things lined up for Adidas. He also got to meet former President Obama. It was pretty cool. And Trey's dad posted that he was just kind of in awe that his son was meeting President Obama. But this is a great weekend for Trey Young. I think it's a really culmination of what he's put in for one and a half years. And hopefully the rest of the Hawks are going to get a little bit motivated that they were snubbed. I certainly think that uh, Cam 
and DeAndre Hunter have real gripes of why they weren't even considered for the Rising Stars game, and Kevin Herter as well on that. And kind of to get, as well as they had been playing since Teague and Deadman had come over, um, I think the Hawks have not not been playing as well as they'd want to. So get some rest, watch Trey, see what Trey can do and win one of these events. He was so close to winning the stupid skills challenge last year. Jay, Jason Tatum had to hit a half-court shot to beat him, which, you know, Trey makes half-court shots and had made a half-court shot earlier in the competition to stay alive. But uh, hopefully Trey can show out in the three-point shooting contest, really contribute in the All-Star game, and bring some uh, positive vibes into Atlanta. But it should be a ton of fun. This is a weekend where the NBA really gets to get to get, to get together. It's weird that it's in the like second, third of the, you know, it's not really at the halfway point, but it's a little further in the regular season. But it should be a fun weekend for Hawks fans and NBA fans alike. Thank you for catching this episode of the Kettlecast. You can reach me, Forrest Willoughby, at kettlecast at gmail.com. If you could leave a rating or review on whatever platform you use to get your podcast, that'd be a big help for me. And go Hawks!